0: Ha-ha! <laughs> you fool! Soon you will know the wrath of the monarch! Time to give those desires you stole back to the people of the city, monarch!
1: Stolen desires? The only desire you want to steal is Dr. Venture's
0: desire to live! But I thought you said you were a monarch! I am not a monarch! I am THE
2: monarch, arch-nemesis of
0: Dr. Venture! Oh, sorry. We've got the wrong guy, phantom thieves!
2: Now that you mention it, I haven't seen my henchmen ever since we stumbled into this weird drug trip. Have any of your kids seen two guys dressed like butterflies? Nope, no clue. Huh, I wonder where they went. Meanwhile...
3: Hey, man, this place is weird.
1: And what's with all these diamonds wearing red hats? I'm the most successful monarch All of these desires love me. I am a very stable genius. Wow, even our monarch isn't that deluded.
3: I know, right? I mean, the supervillain guild won't even let him in because they think he'll make us look bad. Come on, let's go find those teenagers so they can take him down a peg. Hey baby, you hear the games are calling, backlogs growing at a long and Mercy. And maybe you seem a bit confused, RP gamers. Kev will set you straight. Ha 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 But Matt don't know what to do with those saga games or FFA He's playing again. Neptunia games all over this place. What is a boy to do?
0: Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG. Gcast your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we are your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and with me, my podcast partner in crime, the Joker to my panther, Mr. Matt Mason.
3: I've gone from being Ray Romano to the Joker. Uh, te- oh wait, te- not that Joker, a Joker.
0: Technically, Agent or henchman 24, but it was easier to just say Ray Romano because that's <laughs> who that character sounds like. He, he they even joke about that in the
3: show. Oh, um, oh, that's good. I, yeah, I've listened to it. And I'm like, God, is that him doing his own voice?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's just a joke. <laughs> I, I swear, we're not doing a Venture Brothers podcast, even though the skit probably said otherwise. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've though so I do got have a couple of jokers here. hey um, we've got <laughs> we've got the Q and A quest people here, uh, Wheels and David.
4: Joker, Hello. smoker, and midnight toker.
0: Ah, uh, you beat me to it, <laughs> <laughs> and that was Wheels Kid.
4: Yes, also important.
0: <laughs> and then we, we've also got Josh Carpenter here. Hey, you.
4: Um,
0: and enjoyed this game a lot better than its predecessor.
4: I did, really. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't get that. but I'm in. Mean, <laughs> you do you. At that point, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like it. I think that it's. It, it hopes that the it's best. half the length of its predecessor. I, I would say mm-hmm. that it's definitionally the best spin-off that purports itself as a sequel, although that's perhaps being a bit of damning with faint praise <laughs> for the franchise, but, I mean... I've uh, played right, a lot right. of
3: franchise spin-offs, and you, you're not incorrect on that.
4: I mean, I, like, I, if we just talk within the franchise, your options are, like, the fighting games, dancing all night, and... Although I, mean, I do maybe like the Q. Q
3: but yeah, but Q,
4: Q, I would describe as not purporting itself to be a sequel.
2: That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd call this the best licensed Muso
3: out of all of them, honestly. That's oh, a fair cop as well.
0: That, that, that's a bold claim.
3: I disagree in Dragon Quest, but, you know, such, uh, as, such you is would, my though, stick. You? <laughs> I was going to say, like, what, what am I going to say there? I can't really <laughs> <laughs> tell me about all those Dragon Quest games you're excited for. <laughs> mm-hmm, very much so. Um,
0: if it's not clear, we're talking about Persona 5 Strikers.
4: Uh, the Phantom Strikers. The,
0: the game that caused many Switch fans tears when they thought they were going to get uh, Persona Five on Switch and
4: their are
2: dashed. It worked out in the end. It, it, they had
0: to. They had to wait a little while. They had to wait for whatever Sony's NDA to finally retire.
1: Um it's fine. Yeah,
4: it seems like that ran for about five years. Fun time. It, it, <laughs> that was a
1: long one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think it got helped by them getting bought by Sega and Sega wanting their wanting all their games on everything. So Yeah, that Most helps definitely. too.
0: Um uh, that that being said, you know, as much as I wanted to play Royal again, or not Royal uh, Persona Five again, I realized that I don't have the time for a second eighty or an eighty-hour RPG twice. So I, I kind of appreciated that we got a spinoff that was a little bit more uh, bite-sized.
4: I am on the cusp of playing Royal again because I am broken on the inside.
3: Same. <laughs> Same. Don't don't you have a uh, you finished Mega Man? You you got a little bit more trails, but I I know you have a Final Fantasy and Yeah, the Final Fantasy thing to project get is
4: ongoing. It is very <laughs> hard to play multiple versions of FF four at the same time, but I am doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Godspeed. I mean, I don't think there's anything in that list that I dislike more than 16, so... (laughs) Even 11? Zing!
3: Zing! Two years early, we still get the hit
4: in. There's no way for me to really play it properly, so I'm free.
0: (laughs) Folks, we're going to have a shit show in two years um, (laughs) concerning 16. I'm just putting that out there because.
2: Do, do I need to j- jump in on that and just be like yeah this was alright
3: Yeah yeah. Let's <laughs> let's the, you you uh, need to again. be the alright guy because you know, we got the high praise we got the this was shit You, know, you, you have, have the, the person
4: who's going to have like, like fucking 55 theses to slam on Square Enix's door screaming about how it's a top to bottom creative failure Yikes <laughs> wow
0: that's a vitriol well I'll I tell you what s- save that vitriol for, for two years
4: <laughs> in two um, years it will have enriched it will have grown yes. like a fine line that's just
3: well, not it, not a let game it like, for right? a while we'll get back to that
4: yeah we'll, we'll <laughs>
0: get back to that in the meantime um, we are going to take a brief musical intro with some awesome music from this game and we're going to come back and just dive in with uh, Persona 5 Strikers so we'll be right back Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we are talking about Persona 5 Strikers, released in Japan on February 20th, 2020 for the Switch and PS4. And then worldwide, almost a year to the day uh, afterwards, on February 23rd, 2021. So I guess three days a year later, but still. Um, COVID really messed up the localization, because uh, I, I was reading that uh, the voice actors had to have the audio equipment Equipment from Atlas so that they could uh, record their English lines at home, which was oh, seems kind of seems kind of unprecedented at the time, especially for the Japanese company. A lot of companies were reluctant to do that, but now it's kind of the norm. Um, give or take, I, I just thought that that was kind of an interesting fact. So um, they began development for this game around the same time as the Japanese release of Persona Five, and then teased it. In 2018, in a weird way, because they announced Joker for Smash Brothers, And Switch fans got all excited because they'd been clamoring for a version of Persona 5 for the Switch. And then, surprise, it's a Musou game, and their dreams were just dashed.
4: And then reconstructed, but years later. Yeah.
3: Didn't well- they... Wasn't there the website um, P5S or something? Yeah, like that, P5S. S, yeah. There's P5R.
4: They uh, they they registered domains for P5 and then like a bazillion consonants. Yeah. And some of those are still only just now bearing out like Persona 5X.
0: Was Persona Q2 one of those back then or was that yes, too Yeah, That late? was
4: re- registered at the same time as well. Okay,
0: okay, Persona gotcha.
4: Q2, new Cinema Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. That was
0: the one that I was losing my mind over At the time
4: uh, just bundle those two things together and it's not really a good game,
0: game. yeah but um, yeah a lot, a lot of Switch people especially in r slash Mega 10 were not happy but that they, they got over it as recently as this year because they finally got that um, and, and this is pretty much a direct sequel to the first game um, it takes place a in only fact
4: f- only comports with the original ending of Persona 5 not the one they added for Royal
0: oh I didn't know that
4: <laughs> yeah Huh. It does not have a new 5 Royal at all. Well, not even just that, but Persona 5 Royal, if you do the bonus scenario, it has a very different ending that kind of hints mm-hmm. at its own sequel. Huh. And, but the original ending of Persona 5 sort of ends right where this game starts with like, oh, we're all going to go on a road trip.
0: Oh, okay. It's It had been a while since I had played 5, so mm. that bit I didn't remember.
4: Yeah, like that's that's the ending. Like I, I will say that to this game's advantage, Persona 5 is the only one of the like modern quote unquote like since Persona 3, Personas that feels like it was built to have sequels, mm-hmm. and this you know jumps off of a very logical point, A.K.A. exactly where Persona 5 ended. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and, and having a road trip for them for, for the sequel kind of makes sense because you kind of already did everything around Tokyo, and this this gives them the opportunity to explore uh, other areas of Japan, which which I thought was kind of nice, especially since I'm going to Japan next month. So it, it was it was neat getting a little preview of Osaka via video game.
4: Yeah, every every part kind of gets its own atmosphere, and you also just like, oh, it's a fitting thing for them to be doing because a bunch of them are. about to leave for college soon so it's like oh this is a last thing to a last hurrah with your high school friends
0: yeah um i was trying to find a uh guide that said all the different areas but all they say is the date so i can't remember everywhere they went
4: (laughs) yeah you go you go to a number of different places basically for every dungeon as i recall yeah
0: um uh, osaka kyoto uh okinawa uh, Okinawa,
4: all the places you would go if you were just traveling around Japan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, um, and in an RV, no less, which I thought was kind of neat.
4: It's got a very nice atmosphere.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it was a nice little tour. Um, and they originally called this uh, Persona Warriors, um, but I I guess they kind of toned it down to just Persona Scramble, the Phantom Strikers in Japan, and then shortened it just uh, Strikers
4: here. Yeah. Uh,
0: I wonder why they didn't stick with Warriors.
4: I feel like it sets the wrong set of expectations because while this is still very much a Musou, it's structured fundamentally quite differently.
0: Yeah, because it it blends the stealth gameplay of the dungeons of the original game with the Musou style. So you're you're sneaking around and ambushing shadows, but then those shadows blow up into, what, dozens of enemies? I noticed that this isn't like a regular Musou.
4: a, A few dozen enemies, but yeah, also just the fact that everything's separated it's discrete encounters it's it's like if you had like a simplified persona dungeon but it ha- instead of like persona battles you have many muso fights yeah.
2: it's it's yeah. almost like instead of like you know persona crossing into muso it's like a muso crossing into persona mm-hmm. there, there's much, yeah. much, yeah. Persona's much more dominant to... in the mixture than a lot of these yeah. have mm-hmm. been. Mm-hmm. to the to the extent where like the whole ui is very much mirrors like everything that persona 5 did Yep. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: including, like, all the uh, damage meters, the, the damage meters are little hearts on top of the demons, and the, the numbers kind of reflect that ransom Note style.
4: Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a very good facsimile of the style of Persona 5. Uh,
0: th- that being said, so, so um, you control each character individually and you can have up to four characters in your party um and you're kind of meant to swap between characters frequently because of the baton pass system uh unfortunately if you were like me you would kind of stick with your favorites and then be screwed when you really needed something that could hit a weakness actually really hard (laughs) yeah um, because c- you know, in, in a regular Musa game, you have that shield that you're trying to get down, and, and this one, you have to hit something's weakness to get that shield down. Uh, and, and it's like the same elemental weaknesses as in a regular Persona game. So you've really kind of, kind of got to keep your Persona game up and make sure you're fusing the right ones for Joker, yeah. who I I don't think can be removed from the party, can he?
2: No. Okay. I tried it. Yeah. Speaking of I the did... elemental weaknesses, I really love how they did that in this game. Where you know you you pull up your skill menu, which pauses the game, and you can like turn turn and look around the battlefield, and it'll show like little pop ups with all the oh, strengths yeah. and weaknesses of the enemies. The way they integrated that in was really cool.
0: Yeah, that I, I like that a lot too, because otherwise, trying to guess that stuff would have been impossible, especially for um, a Muso fan who came into this. Because <laughs> um, Meca-
1: remembered all that stuff anyway.
0: Yeah, because um, Megaton can be a little bit obtuse, and I, I don't know. I can't imagine a, Mus- a Musa fan wanting to try this out unless
4: Bra- they the, the, you know, <laughs> bring back Persona One's ten science elements and ten nature elements.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean I, I'm I'm sure that there are Musa fans that wanted to try it out. It's just this is so rooted into the smt stuff um compared to other muso crossovers
2: yeah. i kind of wish they'd do that more though like it, it can get tiring playing all these crossovers that you know yeah yes they do they have the characters and stuff from the different franchises but they don't mm-hmm. They don't always go too much beyond that. It's like, okay, I'm, pl- I'm playing Dynasty Warriors, but it's all these characters. Fundamentally, it's a skinned Musou. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I really like, I think, uh, what's it? Three Hopes kind of started doing yeah. a little bit more of that as well. Um, and I think that really helps with not like making the player fatigued with the Muso combat, which yes, it's fun, but you know, it gets repetitive and can get boring. So yeah, the more Especially you kind of
4: game this long, right. I mean, way shorter than persona five, but still.
2: Yeah. So the more you integrate that with like stuff from whatever franchise you're integrating with, I think it is to that game's credit. Yeah, so... no,
0: I agree. Um, I mean, I mean, honestly, if you would have told me that this wasn't even meant to be a Moosehead, that this was just them making an action uh, action SMT game, I would have believed you.
2: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um,
0: that being said, some of, some of the ba- like boss battles get a little bit crazy and ha- have a lot more of the enemies on screen. But uh, another one of my favorite things about the gameplay of this is being able to utilize the environment to break stuff, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, Break, breaking off chandeliers or you using a cannon um, well let me, let me back that up real quick so you, like the original game you're kind of stealth sticking into spots um, where the enemies can't see you and some of the spots you can use this I think it's a square button to set, set things off so yeah, um, in the ice stage, you're like setting off icicles, or like I said, if you're on a chandelier, you can break the chandelier and use it to break things. Um, there's one area that I remember you actually having to shoot out the lights because the enemies are invisible, <laughs> or that no, the, the searchlights are there, Uh so you have to shut out the light so you don't get caught because if you get caught, then you're bringing up the what what was it called the heat gauge?
4: Yeah, I think that was what it was. I think that's what it was in the P five as yeah, well.
0: Yeah, the, the gauge that shows like how aware the enemies are of your the, presence. The,
4: yeah, the the monarch has has spotted you.
0: Yeah, A monarch. <laughs> So so, um, you're really encouraged to be stealthy in this one and not going in guns blazing, um, which I appreciate. It it kind of makes you think about the levels a lot more, Um, especially in some of those later quests where you have to actually get to a certain area without fast traveling or getting spotted. And that that would be all fine and dandy until I would hit the two D part where I had trouble dodging some of that stuff, <laughs> or some some of the spotlights. But um, that's that's pretty yes. much the gameplay in a nutshell.
4: Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting like intermingling of a very specifically like Persona Five things. well, like it, it feels much more loyal to the home franchise than a lot of these.
0: Mm-hmm. If I had only one thing to complain about with the gameplay is that I thought that the Persona fusing was felt kind of stripped down compared to other
2: games. Yeah, I could see that.
4: Oh, it's understandable
2: okay. why they did it, but yeah. yeah. At, at times, even having a ton of Personas could feel almost pointless mm-hmm.
0: um because i mean I, I was ending up with a bunch of them and not being able or not really using about half yeah. of them and in a normal smt game i'm like fusing those guys away so that i can uh, make better fusions in the long run yeah. and with that it was really hard to do in in this particular game
1: and uh, well, the only this is more action game rather than yeah. you know yeah. turn-based game yeah
0: so. and, so yeah, and I, and I understand why they they did it like that, and that's perfectly fine. It was just as a long, long time SMT, I'm like oh, I can't use the personas how I like. <laughs> I was get, I was getting a little bit frustrated, but I kind of I got over it eventually, so it's fine. Yeah.
2: It's the only, only other complaint I could probably make is your SP can tend to like drain a lot pretty fast because you know, yeah. an RPG, but the, they did put in somewhat of a concession in there is, like, you know, doing a combo and using, the like, the Persona attack button can also have elemental effects, so you can get, get it, still, like, get at enemy's weaknesses, even if you're out of SP, so...
0: Yeah, I, I did find the... S- I did find the SP... Drain a little bit frustrating, but um, you can also swap out characters at checkpoints, and that's yep. kind of how I got around it. Yeah. Um. And and the checkpoint system is very generous. My they they are everywhere. Um. I even found found that I missed some of them, because uh, they get, they can be kind of tucked away in some spots, uh, particularly some of the more complex levels later in the game, but. Yeah, and the, the nice thing about the checkpoints is that you can use them to fast travel, yep. too, so you can get, especially when you're going back into the dungeons trying to complete quests, uh, being able to get get around easy is just a godsend.
2: Yeah, and it's nice that there's like no time limit either, and so you can exit out, go buy items, whatever, and there's no mm-hmm. no uh, pressing time limit or anything like that. You can just take your time.
3: I- that's something I remember, right? I obviously didn't get very far in this game, um, as I said before we started recording here. But I do remember that, like, I was going—as long as I could get to a checkpoint, I would leave the dungeon, and that fills up your SP, I believe, yep. when you leave. And then I could go right back in and go to that checkpoint, and yeah. It seems like maybe they should have just had like just have you get restored when you go to the checkpoint. Yeah, yeah, like a little rest
0: button have, or but, something. I would have preferred that a lot better, yeah. especially since the checkpoints were so abundant and and finding SP items that restored it mid battle was very hard to find. Yeah. I found.
2: It's, there's a lot of little things like that that are, I'd love to them to take another crack at a game like this
0: mm-hmm. and just kind of tweak those little yeah. choke points that were kind of frustrating.
4: Yeah. Um, Finally, Persona 5 Strikers. Royal. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So so they could add that the chick that they added to Royal. That that'd be we we gave them ideas and then they'll charge $70 for it and people will complain.
2: Or just do strikers too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um so so getting into the story, it takes place four four months after the events of the first persona five and you're going on a road trip. And at this time, a popular app called Emma is being used on smartphones, and it's basically Siri. And the game starts out with an idol singer named Alice, who's really popular, and she gives you the keyboard Wonderland for Emma. And when the Phantom Thieves put the keyword N, all of a sudden they're trans- transported to an alternate world and at first they kinda of think it's mementos, but then they- they notice that a lot of things are different. And that's that that's kinda of when they realize that th- these are called jails and they hold people's desires and um, they're they're run by a uh, monarch. who's what Alice is in this particular jail, and the monarch is stealing the desires from people. Um, They also encounter an AI named Sophia, who T- tries to help them out and in the outside world she just kind of stays in their phone and yeah that's pretty much the setup of the game you, in each area you find somebody that's corrupt you get their keyword and you enter their jail and try to take down the monarch um so a, a nice little change from the palaces and what were the main bosses called in persona 5
4: uh, I forget uh, what the terminology in the game is for
3: them.
0: Yeah, I can't remember either. But yeah, t- taking down a boss and getting getting their treasure, which is their desire. Um, is this
3: the ruler of the palace?
4: Yeah, I think ruler is probably the most consistent term that gets used.
0: Uh-huh. And then an- another new character that's introduced is a police officer called uh, Zinkechi ha- Hasegawa. Zenkechi and he's. He's investigating the strange behavior, and he somehow knows that you're the Phantom Thieves and pretty much blackmails you into helping him. He's but fun, he turns uh, into uh, a to pretty
1: the good Diana. guy.
0: <laughs> oh yeah he, he he turns into a wonderful guy that i they constantly give him crap for being what the old old age of 30
1: i can't <laughs> this remember RPG. Yeah. yeah
0: i can't remember Old-ish how old he is G. but they kept calling him gramps and it's like t- teenagers versus a 30 year old
1: like that's not that old guys his kids, what, like ten?
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah probably thirties. Oh, the the wiki says in his forties. So we're really um, old in JRPG terms.
1: Might, <laughs> might as well have a gray beard. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and a cane. Um. So yeah, he has he has a ten year old daughter. You find out that the ten year old daughter is a Phantom Thief super fan. Um, has all sorts of Phantom Thief stuff in her room, which kind of made made that interaction very awkward. Um.
4: It's a rarely explored dynamic to have, like, you know, like, Persona. The one other game to have adults in the cast as, like, actual confidants that actually know what's going on was a game that was all about adults, so it's it's interesting to have zankichi added to the dynamic
0: yeah um i i thought he was a great character he was fun um because because spoiler alert he becomes part of your party later on yeah he has a playable. great
4: uh he has a great thematic uh persona as well
0: uh val john yeah uh, I'm not even a big LeMiz fan, but I love that reference. And the fact that the, the guy has the, uh, the the number on his chest and the, the, the text that he says at first is like direct lines from LeMiz. Um, I, I love stuff like that. I, uh, I
4: love- they were running out of famous novel thieves. I'm glad that they got to Jean Valjean.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, and the the fact that like each character has a, a themed a, what is it a, a themed persona to who they are supposed to be, um. Hmm. And Val John is uh i mean not really a cop but gosh i'm, I'm blanking on it now His strong
4: association with javert is, yeah strong is yeah bigger. that
0: that's what i was trying to say thank you um so, so, so that that was really awesome and uh you can, sophia is a playable character too and she uses mm-hmm. a yo-yo she's fun
2: <laughs> humanity's companion hmm. just like yeah. your iphone uh <laughs>
0: I forgot what her persona
2: was, though. Does she have one? Yeah, I don't... I don't think she has one, because all yeah. her skill names are weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, think
4: she's yeah. supposed to be, like, because she's kind of a not-human being.
0: Yeah, you, you're right. I did. Yeah, she doesn't have a persona. That's all just her. Pithos and Pandora. which Pythos is considered a pseudo-persona.
4: Yeah, it's an odd circumstance, as justified by the plot. And
0: then, uh, and then later, when she kind of goes through her catharsis moment, it turns into Pandora.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, that, yeah, I remember that.
0: Um, which kind of makes sense for an AI, you know, Pandora's box and mm-hmm. all of that fun stuff. And I, I also like Sophia's design because her little pigtails are hearts. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a good design.
4: It generally uh, fits in a lot better than the original characters that have shown up in prior spinoffs that are always a little like, you feel like you belong from somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, uh, fucking show Mikazuki, you know, something like that. I Whatever. The guy, the guy from Persona 4 Ultimax who just kind of sucks.
0: <laughs> I didn't get very far in Ultimax, so... I did like the
4: story mode in that. <laughs>
0: I, I bring put- it up
4: only because there's so much of it that it, like, it does merit being ranked on its story. And, like, that's a bad sequel. And, like, Strikers stands out among these these sequels for, like, oh, this is actually a, we're, like, examining things that were not examined in the original and giving spotlight yeah. to characters who didn't have a lot of space in the original uh, game to get the spotlight that often. Yeah. Or, well, I in, or I think, less. I guess less give the spotlight, but get allow more like intracast dynamics to show up that didn't have time for characters like Haru who don't don't show up
1: until Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I think just, like that was that was one of the things I really enjoyed about Strikers, and one of my big complaints about the original Persona Five was that Haru was completely, you know, she doesn't show up till the end of the game and then they lock her entire, I forget which one of the abilities it was locked behind whether it was courage or which one you had to completely max out before you could even do her social link. So, you know, like I didn't get to do any of her stuff and she was like a completely underdeveloped character in Persona 5, and Strikers, like, actually, you know, like, they built a whole little uh, secondary story around her in the middle of the game that kind of got to flesh her character out. She got more time in Royal as well. Yeah, just by virtue of having more game yeah. time. But, but I,
2: uh, I, I just think, like, compared to the... Out of the last three Personas, I think this is the cast that is the most cohesive and I just think works the best for sequels like this. Just
1: they're the
4: most fun to just sort of watch bouncing off each other. Exactly.
2: <laughs> like, that makes and, me uh, excited for uh, Tactica, because just for more of that, oh, honestly, yeah. more yeah. than anything else. <laughs> and that's
0: yeah. For... <laughs> um... And I will admit, at at the very beginning of the game, I was getting a little bit frustrated at how unnecessarily chatty the game was. Um, Yeah, yeah, you remember me complaining about this on RPG Cast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, And I understand it's a JRPG, and I understand that it needs to fill out the story, but it was... It was like I, I was signing on or signing onto my PlayStation at like eight o'clock and having about three hours of playtime and two hours of that was felt like cutscenes.
1: scenes. I'm just sitting here thinking this is a persona game, Kelly. It's what you signed up for.
0: No, sure. I, and, and I know and I know, and I, I realized um, after I complained about it that it was it was me being a me problem. Um, but then once I kind of got past chapter three, I want to say, um, I, when, when you get to Osaka and you kind of do that that one and done dungeon, that all of a sudden the game kind of picks up the pace a little bit. I, I guess yeah, what yeah. I was having an issue with was some of the pacing.
4: The, those, those slow openings are for me. The person who played through Persona 5 multiple times and decided That uh i actually do just want to listen to these people like yammer away at each other for another 50 hours so Mm -hmm. the problem is that they made the game for me
0: (laughs) yeah um i i think my problem was that i had signed up for an action game and i kind of wanted to get Uh. to the action a little bit quicker and and i i did realize after the fact that i was being a little impatient and i i understand that um I just I forgot what other game that I was playing at the time and was getting really annoyed at just all the cutscene padding.
1: So Kelly, you're the kind of person who likes the old school ease and not the new chatty ease, right? Is that what you're telling me?
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Um, okay. I I mean, it depends on how well written the dialogue is. Um so, so some of the an some of the stuff like the beach party, I felt in this game was kind of un- unnecessary or just a little bit too padding.
1: Um, wait, wait, when is a beach party not padded unnecessary? No, yeah, no, no, it's, it's... But, you know, it's going to be there.
0: It, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, Valkyria Chronicles is a game about war, and, of course, every game has a beach party, you know, because, yeah. you know, JRPG. It's more, I, I always honestly, feel like... it's more fitting to this kind of game because it's high school students, and that's what they would do. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: think... I, I've, never, I've never felt more
4: like my, like and indi- indicting my own taste when i reached a point in like Valkyria chronicles 2 where it's like oh my god shut up and it's just like how bad can the game's dialogue be that i am the one saying oh my god shut up <laughs> uh, digression digression my apologies
0: no and, and i understand and um some of it is just because of my limited play time that I kind of want to have more more action the dialogue, especially when it's later at night and I'm trying not to fall asleep. And yeah. and some of it is just playing RP, nothing but RPGs for thirty years. I'm getting really, just getting really tired of some of the more anime tropes. <laughs> I uh,
4: understand that. And, I jump into these because, like, my real life is stressful. So when people are just having a fun discussion, it's like, ah, oh, finally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and I totally understand that. And th- and it's a, t- it's a mood thing for me because there are times when stuff like that doesn't bother me at all. It's just for some reason, this this particular game, was the, the constant ba- banter was kind of getting to me a little bit. Ca- ca- oh, kind of getting on my nerves. I understand. Because um, believe me, I, I find it really irritating when people play jrpgs and then don't shut up about how talky they are because it's like you're playing an rpg that's what you signed up for um if if you don't want to play a talking game go play halo well it's like
2: it's like picking up a dark souls and complaining that there's no talking
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and 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 i get that and i always feel terrible when i gripe about that because i i know that i'm you know, griping about the game's main feature. There are just times when it, it gets on my nerves a little bit, is all. And gosh, I it, was, I, I? it was Harvestella I was playing at the time on my Switch that was kind of doing the same thing where... I would get into some of the no. I would be doing like side quests, and the characters wouldn't shut up, and we were and we were talking about Trails of Cold Steel three last week, where you know every character had to make a comment about Reen's glasses, and it's like okay, <laughs> how how many times are you going to talk about Reen's glasses? <laughs>
3: Um, Ooh, tell me more about Reen's glasses.
0: <laughs> well, let me tell you about Reen's glasses. I, I
3: couldn't the, tell the you skit. anything about Reen's glasses because I put silly glasses on them, so I thought they were just referencing my DLC glasses the whole time. <laughs> I, I, I totally missed the joke. For this. Yeah, I, I missed the entire joke. I'm like, yeah, I got goofy glasses on. What about it? <laughs>
0: um,
4: uh, soon I will grab Cold Steel 4 and then finish binging through Cold Steel.
0: Oh, oh God. Ye- that that gets even worse in Cold Steel 4 because of how bloated the cast is.
4: You think you can stop me.
0: No. (laughs) I mean whether or not it's gonna get on your nerves or not is going to be a you thing more than anything. It's just nothing can kill me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just it just just so happened to be that the this kind of slow start of this game was getting on my nerves, but then once he got past Osaka, that the stuff really started to pick up, and then I was saying what well, Josh was appreciating it, because yeah, I thought it was going to be an 80-hour game, and it turned out to only be like a 40-hour one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm like 40-50. Yeah, oh.
2: and it's definitely still I think like a moose thing, like even, even as much as this game does to like mitigate kind of getting tired of that combat, it's at some point... The,
4: that is, it's gonna be too much that is not a gap you can bridge you you do have to just like accept there is a limit to how long we can make this before it becomes just impossible <laughs>
0: and, and- to be honest i never really got tired with the combat in the game i i loved every second of it i did a i pretty much did every side quest in the game because i liked going back into the older dungeons and you know c- killing a bunch of things using a specific demon or t- taking out the bosses again for extra points or ex- extra skill points
4: the good um, backtracks always just make me want to dive back into these and i'm probably just going to bust the satellite later <laughs>
0: Well, I'm glad we're having a good good backtrack. Good, good. And I hope the audience feels that way, too, because for all of my bitching about the slow pacing of the beginning of the game, I did enjoy this game a lot. I actually kind of wish that there would have been a little bit more dungeon to explore, even if that would have probably come with more unskippable text and pointless story scenes because because the combat was fun um sneaking around the dungeons was was a blast and and to be honest i almost would kind of want a sequel to this to be more an off-rails kind of traditional musou game uh that does have crazy fights with thousands of jack throb jack frost i'm sorry hundreds of jack frost i don't think we have the processing power for thousands yet (laughs) hee-ho
3: I, I enjoyed my time with it, but I'll say right there, Kelly, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. And Maybe maybe I've gotten a little too used to the Musou formula, mission-based kind of stuff, instead of just going through the palace. Um, It was good. It was good. I liked it. I was hoping it'd be the other way, but you know, I was happy to break away from
4: it just because, like, the core Muso formula, like I've I've experienced much of it in my life, and I think I've experienced (laughs) enough. So, like, something that broke away from that and did something that uh, had more of an an RPG structure uh, felt much Mm -hmm. much better to me.
3: Oh, yeah, I, I could see where probably a lot of people felt that way. Uh, maybe I've just not musoed enough in my life to be the, musoed out quite yet. I'm um, the okay. structure part of it.
0: I maybe mean, maybe I haven't hit that threshold either because I've I've still got uh, Fire Emblem Warriors 2 to d- dive into, and I I've been waiting for an opportunity to dive into
4: that. And I played Dynasty Warriors 2 when the PS2 launched. No, oh,
3: see, Warrior. no, I only got into these games with uh, the Dragon Quest ones, so I've got a lot of a lot a game it. to make up. Yep, I've done the Dragon Quest, the Zelda, first Fire Emblem. I'm starting the second one. You know, so I, I've not quite yet. <laughs> going we, through all
4: I, this. I don't know that it's possible to saturate Musou as much as it was in that PS2 era where there was like <laughs> four gradations of level of strategy to be added to Dynasty Warriors as it moved from like pure action game to semi-strategy game until eventually you've re- you find you've been Trojan-horsed all the way to Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Because <laughs> they had Dynasty Warriors and then they had Dynasty Warriors Empires and they had dynasty tactics and it was they were all kind of dynasty warriors with varying amounts of action and strategy it's just like what the hell is happening and that that is the that is the kiln of uh, of uh, of infinite Muso, from which from which my uh capacity to become very very tired of them came from
0: it honestly makes me wonder how many Muso f- fans <laughs> When they play these spinoffs, like, oh, there's not enough Muso. No, there's too much Muso. Or, in in my case, a, a Persona fan coming in and be like, oh, I was hoping for a little more Muso. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a little more Muso in the next game. I hope.
3: Uh, I, do, I would I do say, wonder. let's be honest. There's probably not another one, but the fact that we have three dancings and two Persona cues, you know.
4: I mean, at least with the the Persona three and five dancing, they didn't try to do a story again. Oh god! Oh god! Thank, thank yeah, God! Thank you. Oh. That, that that is not really, a good that, story.
3: That was the dancing game for us. <laughs> yeah, let's just well, dance. To me, when, Persona to me game. just dance,
4: nothing has ever been funnier than how shitty uh, Futaba's dance moves are in Persona. 5.
0: <laughs> and and i've complained about this before nothing annoys me more than when a game ha- a rpg has a spinoff that's an non-rpg but they try to shoehorn as much rpg story as into an rpg in the case of both dancing all night and ultimix and when it comes to those spinoffs it's like i just want to do the spinoff thing i don't care about the story i'm not i i really don't i'm not here to Hear more about Marie's poetry or whatever. I just want to dance.
4: Nothing, nothing has ever. Few, few spinoffs have ever hurt me more than Persona 4 Dancing, both because you know the, the plot sucked, and I was like, that's fine. But it's also just not a very good rhythm game, so that that hurt too.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I I think I won. Uh, platinumed both both of those games, or all three of those games. I want to say, uh, because I picked them up brand new. Um. For like sixty bucks, and it came it came with uh, the three one, the four one, and the five one all. Yeah, the whole dancing collection. So. I, I really got into this and I played them in game order. And when I got to four, it's like, yeah, j- just skip all this story. I don't care. It's been ages since I played four, and none of this probably has any relevance to any spinoff or anything anytime soon. So I. I
2: it's I, not great.
0: Yeah. And it sounded like I didn't miss much with. Uh, the fighting game, either.
2: Oh uh, yeah, it's it's
4: mutually incompatible, and its plot is dreadful. Um, and it's also like just dozens of hours of cutscenes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, like, it, uh, Strikers is the only one uh, of these where, like, the plot is something that, like, if you're just a fan of Persona 5 and want more of its, like, character dynamics and plot, like, it's actually recommendable even if you're not huge into the Musou bit. Whereas, like, if you don't like the rhythm game bit or the uh, dancing game bit or the first-person dungeon crawling uh, for Q, there's there's not much to recommend about those games if you don't like the, what the spin-off is doing, uh, independent of its like characterization and story.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, well, also the combat here ties a lot more into the combat from Persona. I mean, it is it action does, yeah. and Muso based, mm-hmm. but those ties that they tied in that they pulled from the original Persona series into the combat makes it feel much more like a Persona game. Yeah. Than, than those others, just pure spinoffs.
4: Mm-hmm. Like even Persona Q, uh, because of how much that it's borrowing from Etrian, you run into this issue of like, oh, people with instant death spells are just really, really, really strong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that is very much just an Etrian game with a Persona with a bunch, bunch of a Persona four,
4: with a bunch of Persona fan service.
0: Yes. <laughs> and I love that game for that.
4: It's it's cute, but, like, the the sheer degree, of, like, not to turn this into a different thing, but, like, the, the sheer degree of, uh, just to tie this back into Strikers, like, one of the reasons I like Strikers is that it doesn't feel like a massive, like, writing downgrade. And, like, there's nothing wrong with Persona Q's writing so much as that, like, it's very much designed to be, like,
1: here's the one thing you remember about the character, and that's kind of all they do now. Yeah. 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 and 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 part of that is like, uh, you know, that's another game where I felt like it overstayed its welcome. You know that was one where it was eighty you know eighty ish hours long, it's and all 80 hours had long those, and it has
4: all like two dozen stuff. principal characters,
1: <laughs> uh-huh. But they all each just have that one character trait, and that's all there is to them. This one is like it's 50 hours long, and the characters are still well-rounded. They're they're fully developed, and in fact, they get more development that feels natural and adds on to Persona 5 rather than just being like, remember, remember Chie, remember how she likes meat, and that's remember how
4: Chie thought. likes training, and also how Akihiko likes training. Oh, I bet <laughs> they could talk about a lot. Yep, they talked about training.
2: <laughs> no, the, the writing here feels. Like an actual sequel, as opposed to mm. just uh, some kind of a cheat tying or whatever. Yeah,
4: yeah. Like it's it's it is a a good building upon the ideas and themes that actually existed in Persona Five, and building on those characters that actually still had places to go when Persona Five was done, because they were kind of felt built to be more open-ended to sequels. So it was nice that the one time so far that they really did that, we actually got a good take on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, let's face it, Atlas is probably gonna be milking Persona five till the end of time. Um no, eventually
4: Persona six will come out. <laughs>
0: e- eventually.
4: I mean if I they wanna if they wanna keep milking it like this. I'm in. <laughs>
0: no, and, and they'll
2: sell I, me a striker's 2, I'll buy it. Yeah. And I if have. Ta- if Tactica is as well written as this, just just keep just keep it coming. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. And, <laughs> I'm,
0: and I'm not complaining. I've enjoyed the game quite well because of how much I like the original yeah. Persona Five, d- d- despite sort of being bullied out of it and the last in the backtrack about it. <laughs> I, I always said <laughs> I always said that because Josh is here and he, it's a running joke with us. But. <laughs> but but no and, and i'm going to be picking up tactica probably not right away probably when it uh goes on sale um and i and i'm hoping tactica has really good combat and really good uh storytelling
4: it'll uh, it's, it'll be nice to see a uh, Megami Tensei uh tactics game again it's been about 10 yeah. years now <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah need some they... devil survivors they they haven't really done anything with Devil Survivors at all, have they? It's, it's a shame that
4: those games are so We're, waiting for someone to someone to come screaming into the Skype call to start scream to start asking about. Uh, but what about Majin Tensei? Yeah.
0: Eh, most Americans don't know about Majin Tensei. There, mu- there must be
4: at least one person who's screaming <laughs> for justice for Majin Tensei. The world's only Rondo on Saturn fan.
0: I-, I was about to say that the one that bought Rondo that didn't immediately return it.
4: <laughs> God, that's uh, – uh, for, for for those listening, if you've never seen Rondo, go look up screenshots. It might be the ugliest game I've ever seen.
0: And Saturn was capable of some pretty ugliness, and this is. It was was
4: capable of so much more, and theoretically, it should have been capable of so much less. But holy shit, someone, someone fucked up.
0: (laughs) Um, Also, for those that don't know, I think Grande set a record in Japan for a number of returns for a single game.
4: (laughs) If true. Tragic, but not surprising.
0: No, not surprising at all. Um, that'd be funny if Atlas ever went back to that well. Like, hey, we we, we resed Ronde.
4: The Rondo <laughs> HD remaster. <laughs> it has graphics now. It has uh, the same graphics, but with more pixels. You can see every, every questionable artistic decision. <laughs>
0: Oh, um, that that being said, uh, Strikers is really good, and you should probably go check it out if you're listening to this show. It, it's pretty cheap to get a hold of. I was mm-hmm. looking on eBay; PS4 copies are. Ten dollars, and if you want that that Switch version, you're gonna play the Switch tax and get a used copy for twenty five.
2: Oh, worth a, you're breaking that's the bank! A, that's a massive discount. Um, you get a lot of games for that.
4: Remember, remember when Persona? Remember when Atlas Games? You would you would not get them on release, and then you know two months later they'd be three hundred dollars.
0: Oh yeah, I I remember those days.
4: I don't miss those times.
0: I no. I don't miss those days either. Not one tiny bit, and if people say they do they're wrong
4: <laughs> i remember i remember pre-ordering pre-ordering devil survivor and being glad that i did because the the shop that i bought it from was like yeah this was the only copy we got and we only got it because someone pre-ordered it
0: <laughs> yeah so you can you can get strikers pretty easily i mean it's still on all the, the digital shops for 60 but it goes on sale all the time for 40 um and I, because I had a PS Plus account, I got this game, well, I got this game for free twice. (laughs) Once because I was my employee of the month reward for RP Gamer, and that was the only thing out at the time that looked interesting. And then I got it for free the second time because of PS Plus, and I ended up playing the PlayStation uh, 5 version just so that I could have the better load times. Um, I really wanted to try to get into the Switch version, but the load times were driving me up the wall. I don't think they were that bad. Yeah, I
4: remember them when, being like 10, 15.
0: When you, when you have a PS5 and you get the instant ones, you really get spoiled.
4: I do have I one don't know. Every time, time that I play PS5 still still stuff. I just think, God, I hate this OS so much.
2: Yeah. So, um, I, I hate the PS5. I'd rather... I will deal with any load times than not have to play anything on there. Um... <laughs>
0: But, but uh, another thing, like with the, the used copy example, the other thing I've noticed is that you can get PS5 games for at least $15 cheaper a lot of time. The PS4 or 5 version, a lot cheaper yeah. than the Switch version. Huh. And I don't know about you, but I'll sacrifice por- portability for affordability.
4: No, right. I don't. I yeah. don't like no. playing a console when I can help it. No. I'd much <laughs> rather play <board> portably.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'll pay the tax.
0: I've, I, I've picked up a couple of games off of Amazon recently that, that are pretty new that, are, that have gone down to like 20 bucks just because Amazon's trying to get rid of the PS5 copies.
4: <laughs> I'd l- I, I, there's like a bunch of games that I have on PS5 where it's like, I love this, but I kind of wish that I just
2: had like the Steam version so I could play it on the deck or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Dave really wants to play Final Fantasy Sixteen on the deck. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like... I, I am going to,
4: like, write a manifesto in blood about how much I hate that game. Uh,
0: um, they, they said that it's going to be hitting PC after the six months is
4: up. Yeah, if fine. someone attempts to Steam Gift that to me, I will drive to Wheels'
2: house. Uh, and I mean, will, no one ever Steam Gifted me Mugen Souls. So I think you're safe.
4: They, no, no, I was thinking that you would attempt to, which is why I was saying that oh. I would attempt to drive to your house and kill you. Wait. <laughs>
0: Wait, I can get Wheels killed by gifting David the game?
4: Well doesn't it show It might very David's much game? be possible. Oh, God. Do um, you want do you want Wheels' blood on your hands?
0: Nah, he's cool. He, he's one of the few people that agrees with me on saga on the site.
4: Hey, so, I love saga as well. Yeah.
0: Um I also noticed that you can also get the Japanese collector's edition of strikers for play Asia for 65 so if you really want a t- uh, branded towel and bag with uh- I can't you
2: just sold wheels to copy. I already <laughs> bought that. It comes with the soundtrack. Okay, yeah. And and sa- I got. I bought that to get the soundtrack before they released the. Oh, this is a funny story. So I, <laughs> I imported that to get like the soundtrack on disc because I don't think you can even get it on iTunes at the time. Um, and then later that soundtrack came to the U.S. and I. <laughs> Pre ordered it because I forgot that this game is a special edition. My dear co
4: host is, uh, yeah, me, me and him are both broken, but in very different ways.
2: Thankfully, <laughs> I realized it quickly and was able to return it.
0: I, I, I feel that you're was paying. embarrassing. Um, I, I feel uh, you're
4: a lot. Well, I'll always be able to mock you for the Call of Duties. <laughs> It was uh, like seven dollars, man. <laughs> yeah, and also, this this indiscretion is, I believe, as old as one of your oldest children. So, <laughs>
0: um, so I, I think since we're, since uh, David's lobbying death threats about 16, that we're almost ready for the round table. Unless anybody has anything else they want to say about strikers and its gameplay or oh. music
2: but it's really good. The music, the music is awesome. Uh, I think it was DLC, but there you can get like um, classic music, mm-hmm. and not only can you get classic music, but you can put. There's some. I I don't know if it's the default, but there's some option in there where it will <laughs> shuffle between the different songs every time you get into battle, and that mm-hmm. is so freaking good. Highly recommend playing. It should have it. that. Yeah, let's be real.
1: It's great.
0: If, even if they charge for it,
1: I it's, it, worth, I will pay every free, yep. it's worth every penny. Worth every penny. They got to make it's their money so somehow, fun. Kelly. No, uh, I know.
0: I mean, I per, uh, I prefer spending money on a soundtrack than a freaking battle pass.
1: Yeah, beats
4: having two hundred songs and they all sound the same.
2: <laughs> uh, the only other thing I would say about this game is if if you've played a lot of Musos and a lot of licensed Musos, and I, I just want to reiterate again that this is so much different than every other licensed Muso that's come out in recent years. It's it's not even funny in or the best Asian possible years. way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> T- to me, I think it's one of the most accessible Musos they've ever yes. put out.
2: Yes, Like there, there is something just fun and engaging about that combat style. Just diving in and fighting like a million enemies. It can be so, so fun. And I don't blame them all, at all for doing all these different Muso games and it being a, a genre. But uh, I really like what they've done in recent years with a lot of these licensed games and trying to mix it up and, and not just copying and pasting a Dynasty Warriors game with different characters so I, I hope they continue to do more like this because this this was surprising in a really great way I really hope they do more uh, Musou games like this
0: I mean, I put it this way, the, the running joke with Musa has always been uh, press X to win, right?
2: Yeah.
0: You're not going to be doing that in this game and, and living very long. This this is one that you've really got to think about, your, you know, what personas you're bringing to the battle and who, which characters you're bringing to the battle. Yeah. And, you know, th- there's stuff flying at you and you can get stunlocked and... it's one of the most challenging moves that i've played
2: and and i think that's great just being in this chaotic battle on all these things going on at you and trying to figure out the best strategy to get through it Uh, if if they do that with more of these crossovers and heck their main series themselves i think uh i think there's lots of great things to do with this genre going forward and i hope i hope they do it and don't just keep spitting out the same things the past few dynasty warriors things have not been great
4: (laughs) dynasty warriors 9 a game they're still trying to recover from like four years later wow
0: it's been that long I, I am hoping that one of these days Squeenix will decide to be be friends with Tecmo Koei again and make a Final Fantasy Dynasty Warriors game. You
2: and me both. I'm waiting uh, for that one.
0: I I, I'll, I will be preying praying on a voodoo doll for that.
4: <laughs> I do wonder what that looks like. I assume it just ends up being somewhere in the, the city of continuity. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it probably would be, but it, damn, it would be fun.
4: Mm-hmm. As long as I get to battle 100 Cactuars at once. I yes. Mean,
0: I mean, crap, we live yes. in a world where we got our Final Fantasy Souls game. I don't think a Final Fantasy Moose is was too far off or too much of a stretch.
4: Man, yes. what, a, what a beautiful strange madness that is Stranger of Paradise. Oh, I would love stra- that game so much.
0: <laughs> Stranger of Paradise will qualify next year. Oh, yes. I'll
4: have to get my. I'll have to. I'll have to get myself through it uh, in time to be <laughs> to be on that.
0: It, it it's amusing that you're going to be more positive on the Stranger of Paradise one than the eventual 16 one, David.
4: Oh yeah, Stranger of Paradise is, is way more creatively Stranger ambitious. <laughs> I, will, and Ray, I will. start outlining my theses on that cast, and then we can yeah. we can finish off on the sixteen cast. <laughs>
0: We, we will, uh, You'll be part of the uh, scheduling sex, session, and you'll be on that cast and be, be praising it with
4: open arms. A memorial plaque shall be carved and bejeweled in my honor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, I I think we're ready for the roundtable. We're going to have a brief musical interlude with some more uh, excellent Persona music, some disco-y stuff, I hope, and then we'll be back with the roundtable We'll we get into our even more personal thoughts about Persona 5 Strikers, so we'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to RPG Backtrack where we're talking about Persona 5 Strikers and now we are getting into the roundtable where we talk about our favorite things from the game, our our memories, our, I I don't know, um, all, all the good stuff we remember, I guess, since we are mostly positive about the game.
4: We gathered our party to venture into the dungeon, and that's why there's only four of us now.
0: Yeah, yeah Matt, Matt had to pass out. Po- poor dude has had a 12-hour day. And- <laughs> go, to, go to bed, man. <laughs> so, um, that being said, what, what was you guys' favorite and or funniest moment from the
4: game? I think my favorite thing, it's, it's, it's hard for me to describe it as a moment, but just like, for first leaving... The Tokyo area and getting into like the first leg of the road trip, and it's like, oh, this this is a really cool like atmosphere that the game has just by virtue of taking the characters out of that comfort zone.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree with that. Um, Yeah, I think I I personally have just like a soft spot for games that have road trips in them because it just you know, like I have all these memories of being in college and taking road you know crazy road mm -hmm. trips with my friends. So all that all that nostalgia just comes back and hits me, and I just always Always love that when, when the, the rare times it comes up in video games. It's deeply deeply fitting for for the age the characters are at. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Uh, Wheels, did you have one? Uh, I was trying to think of one. There's one, but I can't remember if it was this game or if it was something from uh, Persona Five. It's just a shot of Yosuke like framing a lobster.
0: Oh, that one.
2: Yeah, I can't remember which game it was from, but I mean just. I can't think of a single favorite moment in general, just because there's so many fun little conversations and things as you're going along in the game. It's just it's all good. Uh, so, it just um yeah everything.
0: Because I, I had one, I had one very specific that I actually made a point to remember. Because like okay, <laughs> if that nothing else happens, this one's going to be what I pick. Is when Ryuji accidentally ordered the gold bar. <laughs>
4: Listen. Who knows? Who knows what's listening through your phone? Yeah. You
0: so, for for those that don't well,
2: know, um, <laughs> in in the
0: in the real world, Sophie is just a regular program. Kind of like I, I want to say a little bit more like uh, the lady in a can. I don't want to say the name because I don't want to activate it. Um, <laughs> a- Alex. Yeah. Um. Ah. <laughs> And she, she says that she can order stuff for you, and she can order anything. So Ryuji jokingly says, hey, can I have a gold bar? And then they hear a noise outside, and all of a sudden they, they open up a package, and there's a gold bar on the table. And <laughs> Ryuji is like, we are so going to get arrested. <laughs> and... I, I laugh my ass off just because one, anytime so it seems like Ryuji was the butt monkey throughout the game anyway, where anytime something dangerous or stupid was going to happen, it was going to be him. So that was the beginning of that running joke. But then the, his shock that it actually got ordered and then the realization that could i get in big trouble for this was i don't just, know
4: the providence of this gold bar
0: <laughs> yeah it was just comedy gold I, I died laughing at that.
4: in my heart whenever i whenever i hear ryuji reacting to something i just hear the voice clip that always plays in persona 5 for real
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Um, and, and I don't know why for some reason Him reacting to stuff was so much funnier Than me than Yosuke Because and I don't a dick. know why <laughs> <laughs> oh because oh, wait which one's a dick ryuji or yosuke yosuke.
4: Okay. yosuke from four yeah because Yosuke's a dick
0: okay so so he should get more of his comeuppance and
4: yeah yeah like scenes. it's funnier it's funnier when shitty things happen to yosuke it's funnier when ryuji is just consternated by what's happening around him
0: okay gotcha <laughs> So so yeah, that that one was was pretty funny. I I laughed out loud at that. Um, our next question: is, you guys' favorite character, either character wise or fun to play
4: as? Like I, I like how everyone plays in this for the most part. There's no one that I, I particularly disliked. I I really do have to admit I just like the addition of Zenkichi to the game's dynamic. Like they they managed to add someone to the to the, the like cast dynamic without it feeling like a they they sort of because like you you look at something like uh persona for golden or uh some of the other spin-offs, like the new character just like swallows the entire dynamic and uh-huh. doesn't feel like a natural fit to it and this is like the first time that they added a character it's like oh it's just really fun to have this person that like draws something different out of the core cast
0: yeah and, and i wrote down Zang- zangetsu is my favorite too not, not only because of that dynamic and having an older character in the game which i, I appreciate but in he's also that, just
4: great by himself
0: yeah. yeah um given that you know i'm his age now i feel his pain and i i definitely wanted to slap the kids up the head every time they called him <laughs> gramps but also, I I think his design is amazing. I, I wrote it down as a teenager's Vampire Hunter D fanfiction character because of how high the collar and ridiculous the hat is. <laughs> uh, and then you know um, like I said the fact that his persona is Val John, which I thought was just a, an awesome reference and he, I just I loved using him and um, how cool he looked and sounded it was just awesome all around <laughs>
1: um, yeah like well, both of you I really like Zinkichi I th- thought he was a great addition to the cast and I mean like I mentioned before I was really happy with how Haru and you know finally got fleshed out more yeah they, they fully
4: seem to have committed to the notion of like she doesn't get much uh, shine in Persona 5 because right after she's introduced the game goes into endgame mode Mm -hmm. so this was their chance to like okay she is in the cast through the entire game uh and and them just taking advantage of the fact that these are characters that don't need to be introduced
2: to each other helps a lot she has some really good lines early in the game like when they don't trust Zingetchi yet just like oh we don't trust the police and she just says (laughs) we don't like the cops yeah (laughs) just says it in this perfect like deadpan way it's great
0: it would have been hilarious if she just would have busted out fuck the police
4: <laughs> <laughs> she basically does the polite rich girl version of that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um, so we all re- agree Sangichi is great and the fact that they actually made Haru a character in this one is great yeah
4: yeah she's a good uh, character if you can do her S-Link in, in 5 but yeah <laughs> making her a more central character yes very good choice
0: Yep. Um, Now, what what about dungeons? Did you guys have a particular favorite dungeon?
4: This is gonna feel like cheating because Mm -hmm. I was talking about like oh when we first get into the into the road trip, but when we first get into the like this isn't on the design of the dungeon, but like my misgivings about like what is this game actually going to play like? We're assuaged by that first dungeon, like. Mm -hmm. Because it's like I, I like Muso's okay, but like I imagine I'm kind of burnt out on them. So like, how much, how different is this going to be from a straight up Muso? And like, seeing that they had really incorporated a lot of that gives me a very special fondness for that first dungeon.
0: Oh, that that's perfect. And I thought that first dungeon was a great way to introduce people to the game with how um, that first area is kind of open and then splits off into the different sub areas.
4: Yeah, which is also just a strong design tactic to make sure that you can't get too lost in it. Yeah,
0: because yeah, I got lost pretty bad in the second dungeon because I couldn't find mm-hmm. a lot of the the grip points to get up yeah. above. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for me, it was the third dungeon where the traversal finally clicked, but also I have a special place in my heart for snow dungeons because I, I love snow and ice. So, and that one seemed like the least confusing, one of the three main ones.
1: So <laughs> the... was that something that was harder on on like playing it in handheld? Was that like easier to pick up on the the cues on on the tv mode or like i remember having trouble with sometimes like figuring out the the cues on that
0: i i mean some of them i had trouble with too again and plus uh, a lot of times i would forget that you could do that Was look, look <laughs> around in detective mode and f- figure out where you could spring and all yeah. that but no that that wasn't just a switch problem i was i was struggling with that as well
4: yeah they they could have I think it's more an issue of like they just don't stick out enough from the backgrounds,
0: yeah, yeah especially those first two dungeons because those first two dungeons were really dark compared yeah. to the ice level,
2: no, I'd have to say the ice level as well, I think that's where the game really hits its stride and. <laughs> You, you don't really need to worry too much You can kind of just go through and have fun. And plus it has snowboarding.
0: Mm, yeah. That's which not it, which like. is kind of fun.
2: And, and it has yeah. the the, oh, the great scene where all the, uh, the Jack Frosts are marching and everyone he just starts saying hee ho. Oh, yeah. They call it a he horde. <laughs> <laughs> so I
4: forgot great. about An that. An all-time
2: great pun.
0: <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Um, I also like the villain of the third dungeon, too, because who, who d- doesn't love a uh, corrupt politician?
2: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I mean, that was part well, uh, one of the last villains in the vanilla five. Yeah, it
2: works great in five. Works good here, too.
0: Or, or rather, as I say, I love to hate a, a corrupt yeah.
2: politician. Yeah.
4: I love the. I, I also appreciate the first dungeon for immediately setting up the concept of like, oh, this character is like a, a, a sort of uh, a dark reflection of the kind of person. Like, th- there's a there's a deep personal connection for someone, not deep, but like a personal like reflection and connection set up for a character that sort of falls by the wayside by the second half of Persona Five. Mm-hmm. Like, it gets to be a very personal villain for On. So yeah, I just another reason that i was a i was a big fan from the word go and like that first dungeon gets to have a special place in my heart <laughs>
0: yeah uh, so, so did, did everybody say theirs i don't want to mm-hmm. we kind of kind of combined a lot of them so i wanted to make sure nobody got missed and then and then finally do you guys have any specific memories tied to this game um what you were doing in your life uh uh-huh.
1: I, I just remember uh, i was playing it over christmas break and that was when i was playing it and finishing it a couple of years ago yeah yeah, it's it's tough because I played it pretty spread out. Like I started it
2: when I finished, uh, not finished Persona Five, but finished like the main storyline before I started like the new stuff in Royal, um, and then put it down for a while and came back to it. So it's my playtime has kind of been all over the place. Even though, I, yeah, I, I, I still need to finish it. Mm-hmm.
0: Did did, did Uh, you have anything, David?
4: Nothing particularly interesting was going on in my life at the time, so (laughs) nothing to really report. uh, Just a good time.
0: I played it recently, and I think I told the story on RPG Cast, but I'm going to tell it anyway. The universe did not want me to finish this game because (laughs) I I had a Friday off, and I was determined to finish the game on my Friday off. And I was running around in one of the final dungeons, and. I, I don't remember if I was trying to get to a checkpoint or if I was about near one, but all of a sudden my TV goes black and I look and my kitten Frankie decided that I was done with the game and turned off the power switch for my entire no. game game bank. Oh no. And it was like, you gotta be shitting me, cat. <laughs> you, you, you time to found go to bed. The, yeah <laughs> you, you found the 1.5 by 0. 0.5 inch butt in this entire room that could have ruined my day so I, I you know re- rebooted my PlayStation waited it for it to go through it's stupid you didn't turn it off properly sequence and Booted up again and got to the place where I was again. And then I think I got to the checkpoint and started messing around with a bunch of personas. And then the game soft locked. <laughs> I don't know how or why. I just, it's locked like when I think Margaret yeah. was saying, I think it was Margaret, whoever the Persona lady is in this game, was, was saying something as I was getting ready to exit the Persona screen. And it's like, okay, I have to, I'm going to have to go through this thing again. And you think I would have given up at that point, but I was determined to finish this game, because I hit that point where I was just ready to be done. And Luckily, nothing else happened between then and me finishing the game, but boy, I think I saved like two times at every checkpoint after that. <laughs> because I, I had just come off uh, Final Fantasy 16 and Octopath Traveler 2, which both have very nice autosave functions where you don't have to worry about that stuff. And you get kind of spoiled on that after for a while yeah you know sa- save points are kind of a thing of the past that you don't really think about these days
2: yeah that happened to me the other day i was playing uh nino kuni mm-hmm. and i had just beaten this hard boss oh god Uh, this stupid genie (laughs) and I went to save and the game crashed while it was saving (laughs) oh my god did you lose your save I did I had to thankfully I had a good run immediately after that and just beat it again but I was just (laughs) like it was like the 10th time I'd fought that boss
0: oh Uh, that sucked that sucked I would have uh, thrown my controller after that. (laughs) Um I have always had that kind of bad luck with Persona games though because I remember the first Persona game I was trying to uh play while my dad was messing around with the um circuit breaker doing doing know. something. Yeah, you see where this is going. Yeah. And you know that first Persona was really famous for not having a lot of save points and being extra difficult. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah, power went out. I lost a ton of progress and it's like, okay, I'm I'm done with this game.
2: Oh, hey, that game, well, the PSP version of that game, something weird happened. The game crashed and corrupted my memory card. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: That that being said, I have days where I wish that Atlus would acknowledge the first three Persona games. Yeah. Um, Because I do like and appreciate those.
4: I'd like the Persona 2 duology to be... Recognized, but also every time they do, it like completely shits the bed in terms of sales. So I've grown to yeah. understand that not not many other people do. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're unique little titles that unfortunately just don't have the staying power that the the when they started doing the what the dating sim formula
4: with three. Yeah. A bit of life sim, yeah. Uh,
1: and, well, they've also had bad timing as well. You know, they kind of came out... They, they came out in, on the PlayStation when Atlas was a much smaller thing, and mm-hmm. those that PSP remake was very late in the PSP's life cycle, so... Yep. People had moved uh, on. Someone did
4: just finish a fan translation of the PSP Eternal Punishment.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that one, yeah. or play the duology eventually um, again. Thank, God for the Steam Deck. Okay.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, quick bonus question: Are you guys going to get into either Tactics or Three Remastered?
4: I'm definitely going to play Tactica. Yeah. If you can, if they can get me to replay Persona Three Reloaded, it's only going to be if they can, if I hear that they have like made significant rewrites to the game because I don't particularly need that in my life again. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm like you, although I I think my problem, and I don't want to be one of those people just whining about the no female main character, but that was the version of Persona 3 that I played first. So I kind of just associate that in my head as like the canon. And thus I'm just not really that interested in, in not having that option.
0: How how mad are you going to be if it's DLC after the fact?
1: Oh, geez. (laughs) There, I, I, boof. I, I, I don't see them doing that, though. I, I really just it's don't. It's a shit
4: ton easy. of work, which is the reason they're yeah. not doing it in the first place. Yeah,
0: it is. <laughs> yeah, we got into a huge argument about that on RPG Cast the last time we were on, because um, Chris and I were both saying that since they were build, rebuilding the game from the ground up, well, why couldn't they do that anyway? And Tab was like, well, they'd have to put in so much work. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of a bullshit excuse in my opinion, but... I, It'll I depend underst- upon
4: how much they're actually rewriting. Yeah, if they, I, if they don't rewrite the game at all, then it's like you should have just gone the extra distance. If they do yeah. rewrite the game significantly, that would mean doubling the size of the rewrites. Um, I, 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 I,
0: understand that, I understand that game dev is hard, and I understand that not everything is easy as uh, normies make it out to be. I just think that if you're going to p- put out a, a definite definitive version of the game for $70 that you you ought to you know actually have all the content that was in previous versions
4: to avoid dragging up what was likely a knockdown drag out fight all i'll say is uh my fundamental disagreement here is only with the notion that a remake is inherently definitive
0: yeah yeah no that that's true yeah. um that that being said if, if it does turn out to be dlc i'm gonna throw
4: things <laughs> And then probably just wait until the game is cheap and then uh, defray the cost of the DLC. Or, <laughs> or,
0: or has a uh, Game of the Year Ultimate Edition, because that's entirely possible too. Um, but I will definitely be w- waiting for a price drop on that, because I think 70 for that is kind of
2: ridiculous, but that's just me being a cheap ass. <laughs> game development is hard, even if you're making remaking something old.
0: I know. Um, I'm I'm also really curious about Tactica too. but I also want to see more gameplay stuff of that, and maybe a review.
4: Just the to, guy already sold me, so I'll just um, yeah. it I'm, all in.
2: I'm all in. <laughs> I don't care.
0: Okay, well, I think that's
2: a show. Wait, hold um, on. I didn't get to say if I was interested.
0: Oh, uh, well, I thought you did. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: I, well, I didn't get my chance to shit on Persona 3.
0: Oh, okay. Oh,
2: you, you just did. I'm going to hate-by it. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> That how, you could just get it off Game Pass. It's going to be on Game Pass. Oh, well, there you go. I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to get it for free and then play it angrily.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'll check it on Game Pass to see if they actually, like, restructured the game in any significant fashion. <laughs>
2: they're, um, they're not going back to the stupid thing where you can control your party members, right?
1: No. I don't believe so. Okay. Nobody is like, ever been my, insane.
2: Yeah. Yeah, my, my bigger question
4: is, like, do they... Like Persona 3's time management is completely different from 4 and 5's because like if you do something, you, you were designed to do something in the day and then do something at night and I'm very curious if they've tried to shift that because that would significantly alter the game in really fundamental ways.
2: Are they also going to shift things so I actually like some of the cast or am I still going to dislike? Well, that would be part of the
4: significant rewrites thing. Uh,
2: (laughs)
0: I'm I'm sure the voice actors are going to be, are going to change so you won't have to Uh, hear. Oh, they're all
2: different. Yeah, yeah, they're different.
0: Okay, so you don't have to hear Vic Momoa's shitty voice anymore.
2: Well, that's good. Uh... Rotten hell, Bikman, Um <laughs> I agree. Uh, um, so, um, funny and deserved.
0: <laughs> so, D- David, you're not going to be on our Shimogami Tensei Five cast in December.
4: Uh, I wasn't scheduled for it. I would need to actually sit down and, like, play more of it, but, I mean, that's a good uh, enough excuse to. I've got a, I've got a long trip uh, in a, the coming months, so I could prioritize
2: that if you want an extra person. Yeah, I, oh, I, I, mean, I should do that, too, because I got stuck because of reasons related to putting the difficulty in the heart. Uh, so I hate you You <laughs> <laughs> I will get further in it.
0: For you wanna talk about uh, manifestos and why you hated a game. Boy, that that's gonna be a fun little romp in December for me.
4: I'll be interested. I thought it was fine from what I played, but yeah, I have not finished it. Uh. <laughs>
0: i have thoughts i i will uh, if you listen to rpg cast you probably heard them but if
4: I, i'm in them. and out so i've probably it's probably been a while <laughs>
0: but that that's the next smt game on our list um coming up we've got tales of arise with uh robert and john oh we haven't had john on in a while he's fun
4: speaking of games that i wish i'd had on steam so i could just play it on the deck
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah well, it's been on sale so yeah it's just My i already person.
4: have the ps5 version so it's it's like oh I should play and it's like oh that's a yeah. hundred hours but I'm gonna sit in front of a console.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I've got homework at some point this weekend or some point this month because I've got to write skits for Arise, Custom Quest One and Two, and Bloodborne, so that I'm, <laughs> and probably uh the ones for November or the first one in November, just so that I have enough of a buffer. Um, not having
4: to, to immediately start furiously writing once you get back.
0: Yeah yeah. <laughs> Because um, this, this year, I've been kind of more trying to just use uh, time pressure as a way to come up with skits, because I have <laughs> had a lot of like jokes that I've thought about months <laughs> in advance. Uh, but but this but you know if, if I'm going to be going on a trip, obviously I need to kind of have this stuff ready to go. So I'm more focused on cat-proofing my house, so that Fair. my cats don't destroy everything I own by the time I get back.
4: You come back and the house just collapses in upon itself.
0: I don't. They're not that destructive. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past one of my cats who is that destructive. But no, I just want to make sure they're not breaking Lego sets or. Setting my consoles on fire by eating
4: cords. I'm fully just imagining, like if if I could just pitch it to the right executive in 1995, I could make a family comedy that comes out for Christmas that year. That's just like these two cats accidentally destroy an entire house <laughs> <laughs> and learn a little bit about cooperation and friendship.
0: <laughs> and, and their names are Alice and Frankie, with guest <laughs> appearance by Scotty, their <laughs> mentor. <laughs>
4: For learning so much. He does already. his best.
0: <laughs> <sighs> well, that being said, I think this is a show. Um, th- thank you, Q&A Quest crew, uh, David and Wheels for um, hanging time. out. Anytime. And of course, th- thank you to Josh, who also uh, appreciate having you on, even though you didn't mm-hmm. remember as much. <laughs> but at least you didn't bully me out of liking this game like you did with Persona Five.
4: Oh, dear. <laughs> I think uh, I'm i were saying the endurance. Persona Five cast. I would have my my joy and resplendent love would have irradiated the entire cast into dust.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's been a couple of years. Maybe we need to do one for Royal and if you do one it, for Royal.
4: I'll be there with Belt on. and too. have a
0: let me have a second opinion because. Now that I've thought about it, there might be some things I would have had issues with. But plus, I'm older wiser have less time to kill so who knows um, and of course th- thank you to Matt Mason my podcast partner in crime who I could not do this show without um, he had to bail early because of a 12-hour shift and he's the one who edits and does a lot of the technical stuff and we we love that, that. um and, and thank you listener for ha- hanging out always appreciate you guys and we will see you in two weeks for tales of a rise bar- barring any sickness or disaster and I hope you have a rest Wonderful rest of your week. Take care. You
3: never see it coming
0: Why just tell